0: your blood runs orange and blue. orange and blue, blue. This, this, this is the pod, is the for, pod you. for you you're listening to orange and blue Bloods, hosted by ej stewart and tommy beer let's get to it new york let the game begin or at least soon enough we'll be able to say that what's up guys it's ej stewart tommy beer this is the episode of orange and blue Bloods. we're doing a special NBA schedule breakdown talking about the Knicks schedule came out earlier this week so me and Tommy got plenty to get to on the show we'll talk about the schedule release we'll also discuss uh, some of our most intriguing matchups uh, with the Knicks season coming up in 2023-2024 and we'll analyze the rest of the intriguing games coming up in this upcoming season so all that coming at you right now like I said Tommy Beard joined me as always and Tommy I don't know what it is but I always have I always have excitement for the schedule release. I know maybe some people feel like, oh, it's a big deal. It's 82 of these. But knowing the games that we played, when, where, the circumstances, who has back-to-backs, who has holiday games, nationally televised games, all those things are things I like. I don't know. How do you feel about the schedule release that happens every year?
1: Yeah, I'm the same way, EJ. Um, You know, it's even when the Knicks were awful, and there have been plenty of seasons (laughs) where we knew the Knicks were going to be awful, um, even in August um you know every team's zero and zero um you know every team has a chance there's always the you know that miracle outlier season could come out of nowhere like that 54 win 2012-2013 season even Knicks weren't supposed to be bad that season but obviously not second best team in the conference so um yeah I've always enjoyed it um dating back to uh you know the days when um I would cover, uh, be in the building for 35, 40 games a year, try to yeah. figure out my schedule. And uh, now with kids and then wifey, it's it's not quite, quite the same. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm the same way. Just, to, you know, take a look at, uh, you know, circle some games on the calendar, um, even though it sounds like a cliche, just, uh, you know, look forward to those games. Um, you know, hope is a beautiful thing, as a uh, red and Shawshank redemption once said, maybe the best of things. And schedule release is one of those days where you can just kind of be hopeful, um, and be optimistic. Um, there's actual reasons to be optimistic and hopeful for Knicks fans now, um, which makes it even a little bit better.
0: Yeah. One of the things I always look forward to where are when and where are the warm city games being played? So I always look beeline for LA. I know that's in December. I beeline for the Florida games, Miami, and Orlando. So, I know a lot of Knicks fans down in Florida will be very infested yep. to see when those games are, so I know that uh, it's an important day for a lot of Nick fans. So, again, this is Orange and Blue Bloods, a New York Knicks podcast, an Odyssey and original. It's a podcast you can get wherever you get your podcast, including the free RC app. Be sure to hit the auto-download feature on your streaming service. Get these episodes every time we drop. Drop twice a week during the off-season, though the season's coming closer and closer, so soon we'll be back to three times a week. Also, be sure to check us out on YouTube as well. You can find the full versions of this podcast in video form, as well as uh, clips from the podcast on the WFAN channel. So the roadmap to the Knicks 2023-2024 season is set as the NBA releases the schedule for the upcoming regular season. So the Knicks begin uh, opening night at home on October 25th against the Boston Celtics. That will be a nationally televised game on ESPN. The Knicks are scheduled to have 20 televised uh, nationally televised games across ESPN, ABC, and TNT. 25, if you include the NBA TV games as well. Uh, that is six most in the NBA. So, Knicks getting a lot of love when it comes to national TV exposure. Uh, that's over 30% of their games, you count all 25. So, uh, definitely a lot of exposure for the Knicks this upcoming season. Uh, things did not start out so great for the Knicks in terms of how the schedule looks. So, you got 12 of your first 16 matchups against teams who were either in the playoffs or in the playing in uh, uh, last season. The Knicks also have 12 back-to-backs this season. And as I saw Tommy noted on Twitter, uh, eight of them come in the first two months of the season. So no rest for the weary as things begin. According to Ian Bailey, the league average uh, for this season is nine back-to-backs for opposing teams or other teams. So Knicks have a uh, higher number of back-to-backs than the average number for the rest of the league. So interesting note there. Also, Matt Moore of the uh, Action Network pointing out that New York will have just eight games where they will have a rest advantage over their opponent, meaning they'll come off a one day rest and other teams playing a back-to-back or they'll have four days rest and other team has two days rest. There's only eight instances of that over the course of the 82 game season. That is tied for fifth fewest in the NBA. By comparison, the Celtics who Knicks play opening night uh, have the most rest advantage games uh, over their opponent. They have 16 of those matchups over the course of the season. So Tommy, Initial takeaways from the Knicks' schedule release.
1: Yeah, as you know, DJ, it's a, it's a kind of tough uh, challenge straight out of the gates. Um, obviously, we got the Celtics opening night. Um, then you got the Hawks, Pels back to back with the Cavs, um, a, a home away, you know, one of those series. Then you got the Bucks, Clippers. So th- that, that initial stretch is really difficult. Um, you mentioned a lot of back to backs up early on. Then in early November, things get a little bit easier. Um, you got the Spurs, Hornets, uh, Celtics, Hawks, and then the Wizards, Hornets uh, again. So that's a, you know, kind of a, a little bit of an easing. Um, you know, a yeah. lot of the ways coaches like to break it down is it basically into, you know, that the NFL will do four game, you know, how do we start our first four games, you know, break into the three, four game, you know, kind of quadrants, four game stretches. A lot of coaches do the same way, 20 game, 20, 20. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see kind of how the Knicks start off, you um, uh, you know their, their first ten games can they get off to a solid start can they get seven to three you know probably settle for six and four we'll take a, di- yep. a, a deeper dive into the, the the actual games themselves maybe do a little um mike and the mad dog win loss win loss <laughs> win 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 type thing yeah. um, once we get closer to the season but um, I'll just say this uh yes the seasons difficult the, the start of the season the schedule is difficult but i think it's less important then in years past, the Knicks get off to a blazing hot start. Um, they have a lot of confidence that they, you know, they, obviously they built momentum. You want to keep that going from the end of last season into the postseason, sure. into this regular season. But, um, you know, again, the, you know, with, with Tibbs and, and, you know, mostly, most importantly, Brunson, Randall, Hart, um, you know, Barrett, these guys have, you know, uh, you know more so the, the older players have a proven track record. Um, there's there'll be less kind of fear mongering and and just kind of craze from Knicks fans if for some reason they're um, you know six and seven six and eight through 14 games something along those lines obviously not the ideal scenario but I think the Knicks as currently constituted are more able more capable of bouncing back as we saw just last season um, than certainly teams have been in years past
0: yeah I think I've been kind of Hinting at, and I'm not stepping away from it, that I think the Knicks will get off to a really good start this season in part because, one, they have a lot of continuity. Two, yep. um, they essentially are a team that has the same coach over the last four years, so continuing uh, that continuity. So, like, I, I think the Knicks are in a position to actually come in and play, play pretty well. So, when I saw the schedule come out and it was a little more tricky than I expected, a little annoyed by that, only just because I thought, hey, the Knicks got some. Uh, easy, you got an easy schedule to boot. They would come in and kind of just maul some teams and maybe get off to a quick, you know, 13 and five or, you know, a 15 and six kind of start. So the, there's some really good teams here that there's playing to start the season. And of course you got the Celtics on opening night. Uh, then again, Hawks, Pels, Cavs, in and in a home and home box Clippers. That's how you start the season. I do think though, on the flip side, the fact that I, I, I expected Knicks to come in and, and play well to start the season Gives me confidence that I'm not concerned so much that this is not the easiest way to start. That you have so many back to backs, that you have so many uh, former playoff teams or playing teams from last season looking to prove themselves this year. Uh, I think if there's any team in the NBA that actually will be able to handle that kind of load uh, this year, will be the Knicks. There again, there are a lot of other teams who are bringing in new players. You know, the Celtics are ushering in a seven foot three, (laughs) stretch five. Uh, They've lost Marcus Smart. Um, who's dealing with plantar
1: fasciitis and may not be able to right, play. Right, who may not even play. play.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll see how he goes. I know they said they were about four to six weeks of recovery on that kind of injury. That injury could be very nagging. Uh, the Heat potentially could be bringing in a Dame Lillard by the time this all starts. So you got other teams. Uh, Sixers, of course, new coach and then all the other chaos that they're dealing with. So some of those teams in the East, uh, they're dealing with things that are not going to maybe make the first few weeks easy. I'm not saying those teams are going to fall off the face of the earth. But I think the Knicks coming in, you've only lost Toppin. You add... Dante DiVincenzo, everyone else is the same. you got two players playing, uh, two key players playing international ball in or three, I guess, technically you count Hart. With Brunson, Hart, and RJ, those guys will come in, uh, hit the ground running, I think. Knicks could be in for a good good start to the season. So tough early games, but I think the Knicks will actually uh, comport themselves pretty well early on. I,
1: I, that's a really good point about the continuity factor, um, and we've talked about it. Um, NBA.com uh, broke down the percentage of minutes played by rotation players carrying over to the next season. So, um, as you know, Obie's really the only rotation player no longer yeah. on the team um, being replaced by DiVincenzo, who, as we know, has a, is very familiar with Brunson and Hart. So it's not yep. like, you know, and he's the type of guy that can kind of get in where he fits in. Um, you yeah. ask him to do a number of things. He's not a guy that's ball dominant. He's not a point guard that's going to, you know, figure out how to run an offense. Um, so I do, I, I really think that's an important point to make. Um, Especially in today's NBA, you know, um, in years past, you'd have three weeks of, you know, the infamous Pat Riley training camps where they practice twice a day, you know, three hour runs and, you know, sweat and and blood and tears and and all that other stuff. Five, you know, six preseason games where you play your starters thirty plus minutes, um, yep. and and practice on days on day of games, the day after preseason games, etc. Um, that's no longer the case. You know, it's uh, so so that is more. It's like the NFL. Um, you can't practice tackling as much. You know, you don't yep. you, they don't you you don't play your starters together, especially. You, you know, you're starting you know eleven on offense. You may not see the field for a second in the preseason. Right. Um, yeah. You know, so it's it's important to have talented players that know how to tackle, that were coached well in college, Um, you know, things like that, because it's it's more difficult, it's it's more challenging to coach those guys up, so to speak. Um, And so it's similar in the the NBA in that respect. So um, you mentioned that the Heat, you know, could have a their you know their their entire team turned over um, a week before the start of the preseason, a week before the start of the regular season. Who knows? Who knows what's going to go on in Philly? Um, Who knows if the Celtics new piece is going to, you know, they're going to have to work him in without Marcus Smart as, you know, that's been the kind of the engine of that team uh, for so long. So, um, yeah, I I think if there was ever a team that could handle um, a, a, you know, difficult, you know, uh, challenging uh, group of games out of the gate, it's the Knicks. Um, And also in, in terms of the back to backs, we know Tibbs has been reticent to go past the nine-man rotation to yep. reduce those guys' minutes. Maybe this is the year where, you know, the Knicks analytics guys get in his ear and say, listen. You, <laughs> you know, and it may circle back to something you've talked about often. Do they extend him before, prior to the start right. of the season? Maybe that time. gives him a little bit of insurance. You know, listen, Tibbs, you don't have to, you know, you know uh, win November. Let's let's focus yeah. on winning April in the postseason and things along those lines. So obviously something we'll keep an eye on and something we'll talk with you guys about uh, early in often. What do you think
0: quickly on the amount of national TV games? I mean, 25 across uh, all four networks, 23 across the main one, 20 across the main one, six uh, most in the NBA. That's a lot. I mean, I know it's a New York market, so I know they love the national market loves that. But I didn't even expect, I think, that many national TV games with Knicks. Nick got plenty of uh ABC games as well, where they'll be, you know, really featured as a solo act. You know, you got a Heat National TV game, a Laker one, a Boston one. So what do you you think of so many of the national slates for the Knicks this year?
1: Yeah, I think, and that's the important part, because the Knicks have, like, had games, national, a lot of national TV games on their schedule before, but a lot of it's the late TNT game or, uh, yeah. you know, an NBA TV game. Right. AB, those standalone ABC games, like, those are the ones that, you know, tell you that you've kind of reached the upper echelon. Um, and, yeah, and to be honest, I'm not overly surprised. Um the Knicks uh, are. I think they finished with the you know you know top fifteen best record in the NBA in terms of defensive efficiency. You know uh, when they, when you combine the East and the West. So yeah. um, and then and then you, so they're a good team. And then you factor in the New York market, obviously. Um, NBA wants to have LeBron's game at the Garden, his lone trip to the Garden. You want that on national TV. You want Steph on national TV where he broke Ray Allen's record, where he scored 54 and kind of put his uh, you know, name uh, on the map, so to speak, saying that, yep. that he's here to stay. Um, you know, uh, so so those are the type of games um, that the, the, the NBA essentially is looking for any excuse to uh, to to showcase one of its you know the world's most famous arena, one of its elite venues. Um, so the Knicks being good, having a stud in Brunson, um, an all NBA player, and Randall, and uh, you know, and, and and talented roster around those guys. Um, you know, let's uh, let's hope now the Knicks show up, and, and you know, those games are important games the second half yeah. of the season. Knicks, you know, stay near the top of that Eastern Conference within shouting distance of the leaders at least.
0: Yeah, last time you saw Knicks having this many kind of national TV games, it was the Carmelo Anthony era. So, right, um Knicks certainly earned this kind of billing with how they played last season, like you said. Let's hope that they continue to play at a high level. So, because there are so many ways we could break down the schedule, I'm sure we'll do plenty of that uh, over the course of the next few weeks, but I think the the, the best way we can do it up front is uh, I want to look at the five most intriguing matchups this year. So we know, uh, you know, there are always juicy matchups for Knicks fans to get excited about over the course of the year. Matt's where Garden remains a stage where the league stars always love to show out. You have a former Nick who will be making a return to the city. We have some rookies that will be making their New York city debuts. Uh, so let's list our, our, our top five most intriguing matchups of 2023 so uh Tommy I'll let you go first what are your five most uh intriguing matches for this upcoming year
1: sure I actually wrote about uh this this morning um for the what's on tap newsletter subscribers I actually picked out 12 uh highlight wow. 12 games in the schedule for, for them to for, for you guys to uh for all of us to kind of anticipate so for the five I'll go with opening night um against the Seas there's just something special about opening night um you know this year against a good team at the Garden Dante DiVincenzo's debut maybe Porzingis on the map um, definitely something we can look forward to next up I got uh November 8th against the San Antonio Spurs First mm-hmm. time we've highlighted a game that uh, you know featured San Antonio for a while, but there's a yeah. guy Victor Wembayana you guys may have heard of. Uh, I think his name <laughs> has been talked about, bandied about once or twice uh, this this off season. So So um, you gotta love when you get a high hyped up rookie making his uh his his, his, his pro debut uh, in garden in the garden we haven't seen this guy much obviously on american soil let alone inside msg um yep. and i did look it up this morning um last player to score 40 points at msg during his rookie season was michael jordan last teenager to score 30 plus points in his first trip to madison square garden was durant in 2007 so good players great players unsurprising um, in that respect yep um let's see what else we got here um next up i guess we'll go uh the christmas day game versus the bucks um okay. interestingly the the, the the knicks play the bucks december 23rd it's a saturday at twelve thirty, and then they play the knicks two days later on christmas um at noon um so uh that should be interesting two more I will go with February third uh, when LeBron comes to town. Um, mm. Always one of the days. I always one of the games I look at whenever the schedules are released. Um, we don't. We don't. You know. We don't know how many more times we will have a, a chance to witness uh, uh, the King. Uh, you know, in the Garden. So uh, you know the, the, that's something I'll schedule. Last one. I will go with uh, Denver. Um, Jokic's mm. only okay. trip to New York this year. Uh, Knicks actually were the only team to sweep the Nuggets in the regular season. They beat them 2-0 they did. last year. So we'll see if uh the Nuggets uh, uh will look to exact some revenge. Um so yeah, I'll go with that as my five. Uh what do you got, EJ? Do you got same similar different? What do you got?
0: So we're similar here. So let's, let's 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 break it down. So number 5, one you did not list I was I'm not surprised by it cuz it's kind of off the beaten path, but uh I have number 5 February 1st Pacers uh-huh. at Knicks. So, I, I,
1: so yes. I yeah, so
0: I have Obi Toppin's return to Madison Square Garden. I'll be honest, I'm a little annoyed that it's not earlier in the season. If it was yes. earlier, I think it would have been higher. Yes. I think that would have been a major story. I mean, we don't know what Obi situation is going to be. Is he starting? Is he starring? Is he on yes. the bench? Is he hurt? Unfortunately, I hope not. That's obviously knock on wood. But like uh, if this is an early season, this might be a top three matchup. Because so I think whenever Obi Toppin matches up against Julius Randall, especially how the season may be going, yeah, and Con of course. Uh, in Nick world, that is going to be a big deal. We made a we made Cam Reddit versus Josh Hart yeah. into like an NBA championship caliber matchup in, in March last year. So imagine Obi Toppin, the guy who actually did show uh, some promise here when, as a lottery pick here when he comes to the Garden uh, at uh, obviously yeah, uh, born New Yorker.
1: And just piggybacking on that, the first Pacers Knicks game is December 30th in Indiana. Um, yes. Knicks Pacers play three times December 30th, then the Indiana game, um, uh, the game at the Garden. Um, EJ just mentioned that another game, like February 10th, I think, uh, at Indiana. So those are the three OB games.
0: Yeah. So I have the the one where he returns home again, the former uh, Brooklyn Knight, uh, former Knicks rookie. I have that there. So number four. Uh, I went with the same number, same team. I went with the Spurs with the women, Yama, MSC debut. Uh, whenever these phenoms come to the Garden, it's always a big deal. and. Uh, I'm really excited to see what Victor, when Mijama's first year is going to be like. I think that he'll come in and, and and really make an impact early. So I expect him to play really well. So excited to see how he does in his first game. Number three, again, similarly, I have the Lakers at the Knicks. Make a good point about LeBron James. I mean, I don't know. I, I think some of that stuff of him saying, may I retire, may I not retire. I think some of that was, LeBron does things sometimes that are hard to kind of comp- compute. The, why he's saying these things? I think maybe he's trying to take heat off the fact the Lakers got swept. Maybe he wanted to take some attention. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? But either way, my only, w- yeah.
1: My only thing with that was I wonder if his kid's heart scare may have. You know, I, I, well, I you know, maybe that kind of factors into his decision. I don't know.
0: Well, I think this year it might. That's what I was gonna say. I think. Yeah. Now moving forward, because we even had that situation last season where he's talking about may I may retire, I may not retire after the Lakers got swept. Well, now you're on the clock. So anytime he comes right. to Madison Square Garden, it's going to be a big yes. deal. So yep. I, I agree that uh, the Lakers matchup. And whenever the Lakers come to New York, it's always yes. a, a big deal. But yeah. So they're both two really good teams. I think they could be potentially two Final Four teams again this year. Knicks, of course, Final Eight team, Lakers Final Four team last year. So that'll be a great matchup. Number two, I went with the Bucks on Christmas Day. I think it's a really great matchup. Great to see Giannis come to the Garden. Also, I wonder what if there's an interesting dynamic with these teams, given how often they're going to play this early in the season, sometimes you have teams that play so often early in the season. Maybe you get a little animosity. It builds up. You kind of build a little bit of a history and the Knicks had some really competitive intense games with the Bucks last season uh, at Madison square garden. So um, considering this is going to be essentially a home series for the Knicks where they're going to play them in back-to-back games. That adds a whole different uh, unique thing to this as well. So uh, I'm going to put the Bucks there at number two on the Christmas day game. And number one, I have a, a list. A matchup you did not list, so we. I don't have the Nuggets. You didn't have November 26th against the Suns. That is my. That is my number one matchup, uh, because I think the Suns' experiment that they're doing is the most intriguing experiment to watch, and <laughs> I just think that of all the people that maybe Knicks fans have moved on from, whether it's KP or Kyrie, it just feels like Kevin Durant is the one that maybe Knicks fans haven't quite moved on from. Anytime. Kevin Durant struggles or losing the playoff series, it's the hey KD, don't you wish you were coming? To, you you would have came to the Knicks like that's always gonna be the thing. So I kind of wonder what it will be like with this dynamic, him kind of bring coming in with a new team, a new super team, and how that works out. So I have uh, the KD matchup with of course Devin Booker and now Bradley Beal. I have that as my number one matchup because um, it, it's 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 a matchup that I don't know if you saw that uh, ESPN's. Uh, Bobby Marks. Saying, Bobby Marks with uh, the a finals preview. Prediction. Yeah, a finals preview. Which I don't know if the Knicks end up playing the Suns in the finals. I hope we get to hear this. I mean, little son, KD, don't you regret not coming to the Knicks? Don't you regret not coming to the Knicks? Yeah. I mean, if, if that ever happened, where they played in the finals, and the Knicks won. I mean, ah, Jesus. So, so I agree with Bobby Marks, and that it's a very intriguing match. I don't know about a finals preview, but that is my number one pick.
1: Yes, I can't disagree with you, and I should have had that in my top five. Definitely looking forward to that matchup as well. Um, could be a lot on the table, and those are those benchmark games. If you consider yourself a title contender or yep. you know, a team that's capable of making a deep playoff run, um, Suns are going to get their, you know, the other team's best shots, and, and certainly that is uh, one such occasion.
0: Yeah, other games, obviously, opening night's a big one. Uh, yeah. Whenever Knicks play the Celtics, they, they're always very competitive, good games. I'm sure they'll be more classics this uh, this year. Also to note uh, the Knicks and the Nets play a lot of games kind of down the stretch and two teams in the same division, maybe two teams fighting for similar playoff position. Uh, The Nets come to the garden on the 23rd of March and on the 12th of, of, uh, of, of April. So that's the second to last game of the season. So depending on how things go, those may be interesting. And then uh, finally also, of course, the Warriors when they come to the garden, Steph Curry, uh, February 29th, that's a, a, always a big one as well. Excited to see Knicks also go to Sacramento because that is a home advantage where that crowd treats every game like a playoff game. Uh, when Knicks played there last year, they were really into the game. I saw, I was like, wow, okay, this is a real <laughs> a home court advantage. And then it became even more intense uh, during playoff basketball. So Knicks playing the Kings uh, uh, on the road this year as well it should be a fun one to watch. That is on, uh, that is on March 16th. Uh two uh one quick
1: two quick notes. Uh Knicks play the Bulls three of their last six games, um, which is a kind of an interesting schedule quirk. We'll see if that matters. Yep. Um two teams obviously the Bulls are hoping they're in that four, five, six, seven, eight range. Um, and the other one January eleventh at Dallas. Uh, Brunson was injured, uh, had an ankle injury last time. The Knicks traveled to to play at the Maps last year, so he hasn't played in Dallas as a Knick. It will be interesting to see him, um, you know, the reaction he gets. Um, and then obviously playing with his brother, Luka Doncic, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. a matchup against Kyrie Irving against Brunson it should always be.
0: And fun. remember all the back and forth between his dad and Mark Cuban and uh, what contract I offered, what I didn't oh. offer. He lied about this and the dad wouldn't let me talk to him. So there's all that stuff there, too. So, uh, yes, Brunson going back to Dallas. Uh, we kind of got cheated out of it because of the injuries and some of the talk that happened kind of when Brunson wasn't there, like they played them and then Mark Cuban started mouth off. So that is definitely also a, a date to follow. Other uh, things you're looking forward to in this NBA schedule. I mean, we got, of course, again, the big three in Ph- uh, Phoenix with now Bradley Beal. You got Jokic defending a title. Um, We have Victor Wimbayama again making his uh, debut. And then we got the uh, in-season tournament as well. So plenty of stuff with this NBA schedule. Uh, any other matchups or any other quirks about the schedule and you?
1: I'm going to be watching Wemby a lot. I think everyone else is, um, Chet Holgrim making his debut after he missed oh, last yeah. season. Um, looking forward to that. And, you know, all the other rookies kind of get familiarized with the league. Um, so yeah, you know, it, uh, so much as it seems like it's still up in the air. How does Philly kind of enter the season is what, what happens with Harden? If Harden's not around, does Embiid start making noise? If, you know, talk about a team that would need to get off to a good start, the Sixers, because if they you Know, are messing have to trade harden for, for you know, for for donuts. Um, and, and, uh, you know, get off to a slow start. Does Embiid start bellyaching? Um, you know, that'd be fascinating. What happens with Portland and Miami? Um, it seems like a lot of it is still up in the air. Um, you know, we talk about, you know, uh, over under regular season over unders. They don't, the, the books haven't even had, don't even have a number for Portland. Um, mm-hmm. it just goes, just goes to show you how, you know, uncertain that that future is with Aiden Lowe.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's funny. The Chet Holmgren thing, he's kind of like a, a a forgotten man. Like, you know, it's like this is a guy that was uh, obviously a, a yeah. top pick. And some people thought he'd be the number one pick in the draft. And he kind of returns in this NBA season for a Thunder team that uh, could maybe surprise people. I mean, they were a surprise as a playing team last year. So um, I'm, I am interested as well to see what they do. They have uh, a Martin Luther King Day a national TV game against the Lakers on NBA TV, a little bit of an interesting quirk there, how the NBA is doing Martin Luther King day with uh, two TNT games, but before, there's going to be a one o'clock uh, Sixers matinee uh, with the Rockets, a weird matchup, but okay. Rockets get one, I guess not game there and uh, a 1030 nightcap cap uh, with the Lakers. Remember uh, that was the team that LeBron had broke the record for the all time scoring record. He broke that against the thunder thunder, of course, won the game. NBA also uh, uh, doing their rivals re- week, which I think is hasn't – I don't know if it's really caught on yet, and I think some of that's maybe the, the fact that we haven't been able to really build strong rivalries, but we will have uh, Clippers and Lakers and on the 23rd, uh, so that's always been an intriguing matchup. We'll have a rematch of last year's Eastern Conference Finals, uh, the Celtics going to Miami on January 25th, and a uh, matchup that I'm really looking forward to when we talked about it on the last episode. Uh, Those Kings-Warrior matchups were awesome last year. So getting the opportunity to see those teams square up again, they'll be facing off each other other in that same uh, Rivals Week on January 25th on TNT. Uh, Those are some matchups that I'll definitely be keeping an eye out for.
1: Yeah, and in addition to Wemby, obviously you got Brandon Miller. We'll see how he kind of fits in with the Mellow ball, assuming he comes back healthy. Uh, Scoot Henderson is a guy that's definitely going to you know draw a lot of eyeballs, um, a lot of hype on him coming into the season. Um, and uh, then you got the uh, the Thompson twins who played really well and in, uh, um, uh, in, pre- in the uh, summer league, um, showing a lot of promise. Um, we'll definitely keep an eye on those dudes and you know those those guys could be future stars.
0: Should be a really exciting, fun season. Again, this was uh, a breakdown of the NBA schedule. We'll have more to talk about with the NBA schedule now that the games are, are out, and we'll have a full discussion on it uh, probably more even next week as well. Uh, but that's going to do it for this edition of Orange and Blue Blood. Thank you guys again so much for checking us out. Uh, Tommy, let people know they can find you. At Tommy Beer on Twitter. You can find me, EJ underscore Stewart, on Twitter. Action EJ on Instagram and TikTok. Again, thank you guys so much for checking us out. Orange and Blue Bloods, a New York Knicks podcast, and Odyssey WFA, and original. Hey, this is a podcast you can get wherever you get your podcast, including the free Odyssey app. Be sure to hit the auto-download feature on the TV show episodes every time they drop. Also, be sure to check us out on YouTube as well on the WFAN channel. Thank you guys again for checking us out. For Tommy, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.